one of the frustrating things for homicide investigators is you, you get to a point where there is nobody left to interview. A true crime whodunit with very few leads. As family pleads for help, tonight the new developments into the notorious case of Honey and Barry Sherman. Good evening. We will bring you that story in just a moment, but we begin with developing news on a frightening incident from the city's west end. A stabbing attack at the High Park subway station has left one woman dead, the other recovering in hospital. CTV Scott Lightfoot is in the area tonight and joins us live with our top story. Scott. Well, Nathan, as you can tell from the flashing lights behind me, still a very active scene here. This station is closed. This shocking incident happened in the middle of the afternoon in a very, very busy subway station. It's left many people shaken tonight. It was just after 2 this afternoon when Toronto police were called to High Park subway station. There was a 911 call that came in for High Park subway station. Uh, indicating that there was a man armed with a knife on the train. When first responders arrived, they found two women, police say, in their 20s or 30s, who'd been stabbed. Both were rushed to hospital by emergency run. One has since died. The other is in stable condition. It appears that there is only one person that was responsible for the wounds that were inflicted on the two female victims, and he has been taken into custody. News of the attack shocked those in the area. This is shocking. Shocking. Um... I don't know if it's a random attack on these women, but um, to be at a subway in the middle of the day and get stabbed is just not like, it's not the Toronto that I remember. Police say at this point they don't know if the victims knew their attacker or if there'd been any previous interaction. Questions that will now be part of an investigation that is underway. The level of violence that's been taking place in the city is a problem. And forensic investigators still here on scene. We're told they'll be going through surveillance video. They're also speaking with a number of witnesses. Investigators believe there may have been some people who were on the subway or on the platform this afternoon who saw what happened and might have left the scene. They're asking them to call police either at 11 Division or Crime Stoppers. And again, the station here is closed. There is no service here. There is shuttle bus service running, but it is causing a hiccup for many people on their commute home tonight. Putting live outside High Park Station, I'm Scott Lightfoot. Nathan, back to you. All right, thank you, Scott. Turning now to a murder mystery years in the making, a high-profile death of Honey and Barry Sherman. Tonight, just days before the anniversary of their deaths, one of their daughters is asking for help, any help in finding the killer of her mom and dad. Our Austin Delaney joins us live now with more Austin. Yeah, the Sherman family speaking out tonight, pleading for information that might lead to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible for the murders of their parents and reminding the public there is a sizable, uh, sizable reward that has not been claimed. In five days' time, the Sherman family will mark a grim anniversary, the murders of Barry and Honey Sherman five years ago, the pain and loss to their children seemingly as raw today as it was then. My heart is broken. My loss is immeasurable. My children have lost their grandparents. We miss their guidance, love, and wisdom, writes their daughter, Alexandra Krawchuk, in a statement released today. Her parents were found in their old Colony Road home, seated on the floor by the indoor pool. Belts around their necks, they had been strangled. The horrific manner in which they were taken from us has been extremely traumatic and has irreparably damaged the fabric of our community. A year ago, investigators released this video of a person they called a suspect, captured by a security camera walking in the neighborhood the night the Shermans were murdered. If the person in the video has been identified, detectives are not saying. Time is not on their side, no. People, people tend, to, tend to 
take things out of their mind. It's been five years. They, they let it go. If they weren't going to call the police in the first two weeks, they're certainly not going to call the police after five years. Retired homicide detective Mark Mendelson thinks the murder investigation is stalled. One of the frustrating things for homicide investigators is you, you get to a point where there is nobody left to interview. The Sherman's daughter writes today, Toronto Police Service Homicide Unit continues to pursue its ongoing and active investigation. The $10 million reward for information leading to a conviction remains available and is still unclaimed. Money is often a motivating factor when it comes to people wanting to tell what they know for that reward. And the fact that nobody's speaking about that $10 million might suggest that the level of uh, criminal organization is uh, uh, quite good. Former homicide investigator Steve Ryan and now CP24 crime specialist suggest the risk of speaking to police is too big. Still, the Sherman family hopes someone stands up and comes forward with a tip police desperately need. Your information is urgently needed to help solve this crime and bring those responsible to justice. We cannot let another year pass without justice being done. Toronto Police only saying tonight there is a continued investigation. They're committed to solving this crime and bringing closure for the family. Reporting live, I'm Austin Delaney. Thank you, Austin. It was their place of refuge for months, but now the group has been told to clear out. People living at a churchyard encampment threatened with eviction notices by the city. The concerns and the response just ahead. The Toronto District School Board says there is no plan to bring back the resource officer program as it continues to discuss a concerning rise in violence at schools. Trustees are expected to hold another meeting at noon tomorrow to further address the issue. A recent report suggests this will be the most violent year on record in Toronto schools. Two students have been killed in shootings and police have responded to several calls for fights and stabbings. The resource officer program was scrapped in 2017 after worries students were intimidated by a police presence. The winter break has begun for MPPs, but not before a flurry of activity among lawmakers and controversy surrounding the government. It's a long list, most notable, a contentious bill giving the mayors of Toronto and Ottawa enhanced powers. Queen's Park reporter Siobhan Morris joins us now with the details. Siobhan. 15 Toronto City Councillors had asked the government for more time on Bill 39. The, the criticism here, rather, has been that this bill circumvents our idea of how democracy is supposed to work. The government says this bill and so much of their focus over the last few months has been on getting more housing built. Thank you for what was a very, very productive session. This legislative session ends as it began, with deep worry for hospitals, with staffing shortages and long wait times. Why didn't this government do more to prevent the current crisis in our health care system? Newly released data shows waits in emergency departments have hit another historic high. In October, the average time to be admitted was just under 23 hours, up from 21 in September. Only 21% of patients were admitted in the province's target of eight hours. Imagine if we had continued on the path that the Liberals had started us on. Highlighting efforts to hire more medical staff and give pharmacists more responsibilities. These are the things that we are doing that are making a difference in ensuring that our emergency departments and our hospitals are protected. The Liberals say that protection isn't enough. This government, if it did anything over the next three months, should make us the tops in the world for boosters and communicating to people. The ice being 76, the nays being 31, I declare the motion carried.
A bill giving mayors in Toronto and Ottawa power to pass bylaws with as little as one-third council support is now law. The government is defending itself from charges this won't get more homes built and is anti-democratic. It gives hope and opportunity for everybody out there who's been wanting the dream of a home. Today, this legislature made huge strides in helping achieve that for so many people. In the new year, the government will have to nail down contracts with major education unions and head back to court to defend Bill 124, the controversial wage cap law that was struck down in court last month. Opposition parties feel resistance to plans to develop parts of the Greenbelt owned by PC donors is growing. I think the people of Ontario don't believe it passes a smell test and they're going to continue to push back on the Ford government's anti-democratic agenda. Democracy is an interesting word. Closing out the session, the lieutenant governor talked about the fragility of democracy. She urged MPPs to spend some of their holiday reflecting. About the very special privilege that each of us has to protect the democracy that we hold dear. MPPs will have a lot of time to do that reflecting. They won't be back at Queen's Park until after Family Day on February 21st. Reporting live from Queen's Park, I'm Siobhan Morris. Nathan, back to you. All right, thank you, Siobhan. Meanwhile, some concern for parents and students today in Brampton after reports of fighting inside a school. Our CTV News chopper was over the scene around the noon hour when police got the first call. Sandalwood Heights, Father Claire Tipping and Robert J. Lee were all placed in hold and secure. There were concerns someone had a weapon. Police say there were no injuries and no weapons were found. The hold and secure was lifted a short time later. Four teens are facing charges following a lockdown at an Oakville High School. Police say a fight broke out yesterday afternoon inside Garth Webb Secondary. Three teens were seriously injured, two of them with stab wounds. The school was placed into lockdown and investigators arrested three teen boys. Two of them are 15. The third is 17. A warrant has been issued for a fourth suspect who is 19 years old. Police in Peel looking for answers tonight to an overnight shooting outside of a roller rink. The incident left one man dead and not a lot of clues for officers to follow. Our John Musselman is outside the rink tonight and joins us live with the latest. John. Well, Michelle, the rink is still closed. The parking lot is still sealed up, but we do know that a man was shot in the parking lot here last night. Police say multiple 911 calls came in around 9.30 last night for a shooting in the parking lot near South Down Road and Royal Windsor Drive. When police arrived, they found a man on the ground outside Scooter's Roller Palace. He was pronounced dead at the scene. This man, who didn't want to be identified, says he was inside the roller rink, but he never heard any shots. He says all the police activity was in the parking lot. I still can't believe myself. This is a nice, nice, nice neighborhood. Also, it's shocking, right? Because it's a nice place. I live with my daughter for so many times, almost every, almost every week, weekend. We're coming here for fun. The man's car remains in the parking lot behind police tape. It's one of more than 20 cars inside the crime scene. Forensic officers were busy gathering evidence in connection with the shooting. This is a very populated area, and we are reaching out to anybody in the area who may have heard or seen anything or witnessed anything to come forward and contact our investigators. Anybody with dash cam video or video footage, uh, we are looking for them to contact our investigators as well. This Mississauga resident says the gun violence is unsettling. You know, if we look at the last few years, we're seeing crime growing way more, than, not just Mississauga, but there's no question. Every time we hear Mississauga, the bell rings and it's kind of, hey, that's close to home. 
Pio Regino police sealed off the parking lot for most of the day. The homicide squad has taken over the investigation. Police say it's too early to determine the motive for the shooting, but they believe it's an isolated incident and there is no threat to public safety. There are a number of businesses in the plaza near the shooting scene. Police are canvassing for any security video. And no name released yet on the victim here. Anyone with information is asked to call Peel Regional Police or Crime Stoppers. Reporting live in Mississauga, I'm John Musselman. I'll send it back to you. Thanks, John. New information today about what Peel Police say was a targeted killing over the weekend. This image of Pawan Preet Kaur has been provided by police. The 21-year-old was from Brampton and on the job at a Mississauga gas station when she was shot to death late Saturday night. Police also releasing footage showing the person they believe is responsible. The suspect was caught on video at least three hours before the killing, both on foot and riding a bike in the area. They were wearing a dark coat, pants and boots and white gloves. And while they were hooded at the time of the shooting, they did not pull it over their heads until shortly before the trigger was pulled. Police also say the bike has been recovered and may have been stolen. We asked that anyone with a dash cam to review their footage between the hours of 6 p.m. and 12 a.m. as your camera may have vital evidence of what led up to this incident. The suspect was last seen running away from the station, heading west across Credit View Road near Britannia. Police add that Corps was shot at close range and the attack was intentional. High above our region tonight, a live look over Vaughn and the holiday night of lights. Lots to see there. Just gorgeous. There's giant ornaments, animated tunnels, but you will definitely want to bundle. It's turning out to be a chilling evening ahead. Now on the ground and inside tonight, the mood is much warmer, especially at nearby Legoland, which is where we find our Lindsay Morrison. <laughs> Lindsay. Oh, Michelle, we have a jam-packed house here tonight at Legoland. Just before we get to your weather, check this out. This is our Toy Mountain piece of Lego that's been put together. How cool is that? It's just one of many amazing things we're going to be checking out tonight. First, though, let's take a look at the weather conditions. It was a little bit cooler today, but still above seasonal, and there's a little bit of a wind chill out there as well. So just keep this in mind if you're going to be heading outside, bundle up. Those winds are coming directly from the north. We're here live at Legoland. We are building a toy and we're having so much fun already. Noel, you yeah. built this Lego Christmas tree? I did, yes. So it is about 10 feet tall, 75,000 Lego bricks. Took me about four months to make. That is absolutely amazing. And this is an amazing place, Legoland. Thank you for having us, first You're of all. Want to highlight Lego Canada for a moment, Daniela, because you have been contributing to Toy Mountain in a big way. Tell us about it. Wow, it's a real pleasure to be here partnering with Legoland and on behalf of Lego Canada to present a donation of about 40,000 Canadian dollars to the kids of Canada and enable all smiles during this Christmas season. Wow, kids, what do you think about that? A $40,000 donation. Absolutely awesome. We've got lots of kids to meet tonight, but for now, Nathan and Michelle, I'm going to send it back inside to you. It's going to be a great hour. Thank you, Lindsay. Just some other news now. Concerns tonight involving some of our most vulnerable. The city has ordered an end to an encampment in a Toronto churchyard. The group's been there for months, but with cold weather quickly approaching, there's worry the measure will only push people out of the area and further away from help. CTV's Andrew Brennan joins us now from the site. Andrew. 
Oh, Nathan, today is the day, according to the notice of trespass, that the encampment is supposed to be dismantled and people leave. But as you can see behind me, the tents are still here. The countdown ended not with tents packed up and people leaving, but a defiant demonstration against removing the churchyard encampment. Organized by the Reverend of St. Stephen in the Fields. No one should have to live in a tent in a churchyard. Maggie Helwig says since before she became reverend, the churchyard was a refuge for people needing a place to sleep. The yard is partially city land. She calls the trespass notice by the city unnecessarily cruel. When dwell in street is considered an offense for people who have nowhere else to dwell, I think there couldn't be a clearer statement of the criminalization of homelessness. The statue of a homeless Jesus has now been caged up in metal bars by the artist who gifted the statue to the church, a reflection of how some feel about the issue. It's more about the state and the size. Davida Walker runs a private school two doors down. She says while she wants to support people living in encampments, finding permanent homes, there's also a question of safety. We have people defecating in our parking lot in the front of our school, um, needles, crack pipes, meth pipes, um, people fighting around all in different areas around the school. Nothing is going to be done uh, to remove anybody from that site. Mayor John Tory says there aren't plans to dismantle the camp, but he remains steadfast. They are unsafe and illegal. At the same time, continue with our work. Hundreds of visits will continue to happen. One at a time, I hope that we can persuade the people that are there uh, to uh, seek safe indoor housing. But some who live in the encampment say they feel unsafe in shelters and the respite services they are offered are only night to night leaving them little option but to hunker down here where they are. Now, when speaking to the people that live in this encampment, one thing they did say is they say that they are often blamed for other people in the area's behavior, not just their own. One thing that the mayor did say today is at last count, there are still 10 people living in this encampment alone and over 200 outreach, pro, uh, outreach activities from streets to homes in the last few months. Reporting live, I'm Andrew Brennan. We'll send it back to you inside. All right. Thank you, Andrew. The heartbreaking revelation from Celine Dion, a rare incurable health condition, forcing the Canadian music icon to cancel all upcoming shows. Details coming up. The federal government has introduced a bill solidifying its involvement in child care. The bill would enshrine in the legal framework of Canada access to affordable, inclusive and high quality early learning and child care as an obligation to which the federal government must commit itself. The Liberals say it would ensure funding for childcare remains in place across Canada after current agreements with provinces, territories and Indigenous peoples are finished. The legislation was one of the demands put forward by the NDP in exchange for support of the minority Liberal government. Influenza cases are surging across Canada and children are being hit particularly hard. In B.C., the health minister says six children have died of the virus so far this year. It shows um, the significant dangers the flu can have for many children. It can be relatively mild, and then for some it can be fundamentally difficult. 
There's also been two flu-related deaths in Alberta and at least one in Ontario. Doctors are urging the public to get vaccinated and to wear masks to limit the spread. Ontario's chief coroner has launched an investigation following the, quote, sudden and unexpected death of a child at an Ontario hospital. The province's health minister was asked about the case this morning. I cannot imagine how challenging this must be for the caregivers, the family of that um, patient. Uh, I will let the investigation and the hospital do the work they need to do to communicate with that family. The death took place at Lake Ridge Health Ajax Pickering Hospital, and no other details are being provided. A spokesperson for Lake Ridge Health says, quote, speculation in the absence of facts can be damaging, particularly to families and staff. In a statement, a spokesperson for the chief coroner says, they investigate when a death is sudden and unexpected, so the death of a two-year-old may not merit an investigation if there was a known recorded disease process. For example, if a child had been admitted to a hospital for a health reason and subsequently died, a coroner would not necessarily be called to investigate, as medical records would chronicle the cause and manner of death. After spending 10 months being detained in Russia, U.S. basketball star Brittany Griner is on the way home. While her family celebrates the successful handover, is raising questions about a Canadian-born man who is still in custody. CTV Washington's Bureau Chief Joy Malbin has more. <laughs> Brittany Griner is finally free after a terrifying ordeal serving a harsh sentence at a penal colony. The basketball star was released by Russia. It's part of a prisoner swap for convicted arms dealer Victor Boot, known as the Merchant of Death. Russia wanted him back badly. I spoke with Brittany Griner. She's safe. She's on a plane. She's on her way home. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia held under intolerable circumstances. The president celebrating the news with Griner's wife, Sherelle, overwhelmed and grateful, but knowing there was another left behind. Today, my family is whole, but as you all are aware, there's so many other families who are not whole. Like the family of Canadian-born Paul Whelan, the former Marine accused of espionage has languished in a Russian jail for nearly four years. His hopes dashed. He spoke behind bars, urging the president to pay any price to bring him home, too. I have to say I am greatly disappointed that more has not been done to secure my release. I'm happy that Brittany is going home today, but I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. Griner was jailed for drug possession. A small amount of cannabis oil was found in her luggage. The White House says they tried for a two-for-one deal, but the Russians treat Whelan's case differently. This was not a choice of which American to bring home. The choice was one or none. The White House admits this was a difficult choice, but the president says he won't give up, vowing to negotiate with Russia until Whelan and any other American wrongfully detained is back home. Joy Malvin, CTV News, Washington. Pope Francis was overcome with emotion today as he addressed the ongoing war in Ukraine. Avrei voluto oggi portarti il ringraziamento del popolo The Pope said he wished he could tell the assembled crowd their prayers for peace in Ukraine had worked. After tearing up and pausing, he said he instead has to remind them of suffering and lives lost in the conflict. 
Pope Francis made his comments during his annual Christmas visit to a statue of the Virgin Mary near Rome's Spanish steppes. For the first time, Iran says it has executed a prisoner convicted in connection with ongoing protests across the country. Local Iranian news reports say the man put to death today was accused of blocking a street and attacking a security force member with a machete. Activists say at least a dozen people have been arrested so far, and many have received death sentences for their involvement in demonstrations against the Islamic regime. Iran's been rocked by protests in September following the death of 22-year-old Masa Amini in police custody. Same-sex marriage is already legal across the United States, but a milestone bill to protect that right is headed to the president's desk. Today, the long but inexorable march towards greater equality takes a very important step forward. The Respect for Marriage Act made it through Washington under the cloud of the Supreme Court's decision on abortion rights. If the top court ends federal protection of same-sex marriages, states would still be required to recognize all legal marriages performed in other states. A devastating revelation from a Canadian treasure. In a heartbreaking post, Celine Zion broke the news to fans today. She's battling an incurable and rare neurological disorder, affecting her ability to walk and to sing. Our Janice Golding is live in studio tonight with more. Janice. Hi, Michelle. Well, according to the Stiff Person Syndrome Foundation, the condition Celine Dion has been diagnosed with impacts the central nervous system, and it can cause debilitating pain hyperrigidity and muscle spasm so violent they can dislocate joints and even break bones. She's one of the world's most powerful singers, but Celine Dion's stage voice has been silenced by a rare incurable disease. I have to admit, it's been a struggle. All I know is singing. It's what I've done all my life. And it's what I love to do the most. The 54-year-old posted a tearful video to her Instagram account saying she's been forced to postpone and cancel a series of upcoming concerts. I always give 100% when I do my shows. But my condition is not allowing me to give you that right now. Dion says she struggled with her health for a long time and has now disclosed she's suffering from stiff person syndrome, a condition that only impacts one person in a million. But most commonly, it affects the musculoskeletal system where people have really a significant amount of pain, spasms that can really affect any muscle within the body. Unfortunately, these spasms affect every aspect of my daily life, sometimes causing difficulties when I walk and not allowing me to use my vocal cords to sing the way I'm used to. Neurologists say stiff person syndrome affects the brain and spinal cord, and it can be triggered by loud sounds or other stimuli, which is particularly limiting for a performer. And as a result, if they're walking across kind of a, an open area, um, even though they may feel normally able to walk, uh, if, if there's a sudden loud sound, the person may freeze up and, and fall over and injure themselves. 
Dion says she's working hard with a great team of doctors, adding that her three boys are supporting her and giving her hope. I'm on the road to recovery. This is my focus. And I'm doing everything that I can to recuperate. Dion also says she's not giving up on performing in the future, issuing a heartfelt thank you to fans. I miss you so much. I miss seeing all of you, being on the stage, performing for you. Dion first canceled her tour due to the pandemic and then did so again this past January due to health reasons which have now been revealed. Treatment for stiff person syndrome includes muscle relaxants, immune-related therapies, and occupational therapy. However, neurologists say, while some people can return to some normalcy in their lives, others can be quite limited in what they're able to do. As it stands, Dion's spring 2023 shows have been rescheduled to 2024, while eight shows originally scheduled for this summer have been cancelled altogether. Reporting live from Janice Golding, now back to Michelle. Thanks, Janice. Coming up, an arrest for the ages out of Hamilton as a stolen python slithers its way to safety following a pet shop smash and grab. A day on the job one police officer won't soon forget. I'm Pat Four, and coming up on Consumer Alert, the Ontario Energy Board is warning that scammers are impersonating its employees. They may say you're eligible for free government rebates, but they're really trying to get you to sign expensive rental contracts. I'll have the details. That's just ahead. I'm here with the Markham Islanders, and they are building a toy mountain. Cameron, why was it so important for you to give to Toy Mountain? Well, me and my teammate, we really teammates, we really think it's important to give back to the community that's done so much for us. Well, that's so wonderful to hear. Congratulations to all of you, and we have a special guest here tonight. You may recognize Sean Desmond, <laughs> uh, international you? star. What brought you out here tonight? Honestly, the city has been so kind to me, and part of doing what I do especially now at this point in my life, is about giving back. So I'm here to give back. This is amazing. This place is packed, first of all, yeah. and I'm just so happy to be here. And like I said, part of doing what I do and being a celebrity, I guess you would call it, is now about giving back. Wow. And that's why I'm here. There are ways you at home can help as well. Make sure you head to toymountain.ca, click on Toronto. You'll find ways you can drop off toys or make a monetary online donation. Sean, do you have a favorite Christmas carol? I do, Jingle Bell Rock. Will you sing it for us of at break? Like now? Like Here we go. <laughs> jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. We'll be right back on CTV. <laughs> well done. I love it. Even though door-to-door -door sales have been banned in Ontario for more than four years, many homeowners are still getting trapped in expensive long-term contracts. Scammers are pretending to be with the Ontario Energy Board and offering government rebates that don't exist. Our Pat Foran has the story on Consumer Alert. You could get a phone call or a knock on your door from someone claiming you're eligible for free government rebates if they come in and do a home inspection. But what they're really trying to do is fool you into signing a pricey contract. Even though door-to-door -door sales were officially banned in Ontario in March of 2018, some companies continue to aggressively pitch their products and services. Now the Ontario Energy Board says scammers are even impersonating its employees. We know that there are some bad actors out there that have been using our logos to either impersonate us or even lend credibility to their scams. 
The board says scammers are making promises of rebates after a home inspection, sending text messages with links promising funds, and making threats of disconnecting power and seeking a large payment. The board is getting hundreds of complaints and recently started an advertising campaign to warn the public. Hi. Hi there. I'm from the Ontario Energy Board, and I'm here to see if you qualify for an energy rebate. May I come in? This is an example of an energy scam. The Energy Board does not go door-to-door and does not offer rebates. If someone knocks on your door asking for a home visit or home inspection, just say no. We also know that some of these interactions can get quite aggressive, so you should call the police if that occurs. Scammers are offering rebates that don't exist to try and get you to sign long-term rental agreements for furnaces, air conditioners and filters, water heaters, filters and softeners, and insulation. This is prime time for scammers to take advantage of our customers. Scammers are also impersonating utility companies. Electra says some of its customers have lost money to the disconnection scam. Scammers will call our customers posing as us and will threaten immediate disconnection of power if people don't pay them immediately. Electra does not do this. If you get a call from anyone claiming to be with a utility, hang up and call your provider directly at a customer service number you find yourself. Be careful with any call, text, or email that comes out of the blue. And remember, if you do sign a contract in your home, there is a 10-day cooling-off period, which allows you to cancel it. On your side, I'm Pat Foran. If you have a consumer story idea, email us at alert at ctv.ca. All right, it's a place that I think all kids enjoy, Legoland. Oh, my gosh, so much fun. It is bustling with good cheer. So fun to see all those kids and Sean Desmond coming out. A really, really fabulous special night, Lindsay. Really cool, eh, Michelle and Nathan? There are so many toys here at Legoland, and there's even more tonight, thanks to teams like the Vaughn Rangers. And here's someone that CTV viewers might recognize, uh, Naomi Parnas. Uh, tell me a little bit about what Toy Mountain means to you and these hockey teams you brought. Oh, you know, Sandra Young, Racco and I, we've been doing this for years, bringing together the Vaughn community, the hockey teams, Bakersfield Public School, a lot of public schools in the area to help give children the best holiday season. And I'm just so pleased to be here and to be part of this. We love doing this every single year, and it's amazing what we can do when we bring the community together. So well, it's great to be here. We're grateful for you. Thank you for being here tonight. Way to go, team. Uh, we have so many other kids to talk to as well. So come on over here, Pat. Uh, look at these fabulous students over here. Hello. What school are you joining us from? Viola Desmond Public School. Wonderful. And you brought some donations for Toy Mountain as yeah. well. Uh, tell me what it means to you to, to give back to kids at this time of year. Um, I just want them to feel like special during the holidays and I want them to like when they open the gifts I want to like make them like smile and stuff like that. I think you're gonna do exactly that. Look at all these smiling faces. So great of you guys to come out here tonight. Let's hear it for you. Awesome, awesome. So many more people to talk to, but we also want to tell you how you can share your photos of your donations that you make to Toy Mountain. Email us at toy.mountain at bellmedia.ca. We're going to be showing lots of photos on the news early next week. We also have to talk about your weather. Of course, we'll get right to that. Weather is brought to you by Train, the most reliable heating and cooling brand. It's hard to stop a train. Overnight tonight, we are looking at temperatures slipping below freezing. It's been a little 
while since that's happened. Minus four is the low factor in the wind chill, and it's going to feel like minus six. As for what you can expect tomorrow, daytime high about two degrees, mainly cloudy skies, and then as the rest of the week goes on, we're looking at very similar temperatures. We also have some active weather on the way. Here's your Friday afternoon, some sun, that's great news. We start off Saturday sunny, and then a little bit of cloud cover is going to move in as the day goes on. A heads up Saturday night, we could see a little bit of snow develop. What's more likely is that that will happen into Sunday morning, and it could be wet snow because our afternoon high is going to be around three degrees. So just a heads up there, uh, perhaps a messy end to the week, but the early part of next week is looking nice and calm. We're here at Legoland. We are celebrating so many wonderful donors to Toy Mountain tonight. Where are you joining us from? Hi, I'm Sabrina, and I'm here on behalf of York Pendevi Association. We are continuing this year's tradition for almost 10 years, and this year we were able to raise... We were able to raise over $1,700, and... Toy drive means so much to us as we're able to partake in seva, which is a central tenant of our culture, meaning selfless service. And through the support of all our community, we were able to raise so much money and give back to those who truly need it. Thank you so much. Again, so many people to show off. I'm going to do one more here really quick. Look at this beautiful display. Where are you joining us from? Uh, Inflector Environmental Services. And what have you brought for us tonight? We bought a bunch of toys for you guys that were donated from our staff. Thank you so much for doing this. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being a part of this with us. Uh, Nathan and Michelle, so many people to talk to and get to. But for now, I'm going to send it back inside to you. All right, fantastic. Thank you, Lindsay. Coming up, an iconic Canadian letting his ugly holiday campaign do all the talking. Ryan Reynolds strikes again for sick kids and a good cause. Stay with us. The province says eligible Ontarians will soon be able to access a key COVID-19 drug at local pharmacies. Starting Monday, pharmacists will be able to prescribe Paxlovid in person or virtually at no cost. The drug is used to reduce severe outcomes from COVID and to prevent hospitalizations with the virus. To qualify, a person must be over 60 or younger with certain health conditions and test positive for COVID-19. Paxlovid is still available from doctors and clinics assessment centers. Ryan Reynolds is back with his ugly Christmas sweater campaign for sick kids, and he included some high-profile cameos in his annual appeal. I've grown a little tired of Ryan's, like, self-deprecating deadpan jokes. What are we going to do next? Are we going to cut to NHL superstar Austin Matthews for a special message? Hey, Ryan. No thank you, Austin. You might recognize the voice of the sweater as fellow Canadian Seth Rogen. Reynolds' ugly sweater fundraiser is now in its fourth year, and it's already raised more than $1.7 million for Sick Kids Hospital. The first episodes of Netflix docuseries Harry and Meghan are now streaming. The show doesn't immediately dive into controversy. A clip released to YouTube sees the couple discussing their first date. You were late. Mm -hmm. He kept texting when he was late. He's like, I'm in traffic. I'm so sorry. I'm in traffic. I'm so sorry. I was panicking. I was freaking out. I was like sweating. The Sussexes later talk about Harry's decision to give up his royal duties and allude to racism within the institution. They also accuse the media of exploitation and bribery as viewers wait for more revelations in future episodes. Reports today suggest the team behind the Wicked movies have cast another key role in the big screen adaptations. Variety reports Michelle Yeoh has been cast as headmistress Madame Morrible. Yo's likely to be in the spotlight as awards season gets underway for her starring role in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. 
In the two Wicked films, she'll star alongside Cynthia Erivo, Ariana Grande, and several other familiar faces. The first film releases in late 2024. Stars Tonight is brought to you by Lastman's Bad Boy. Who's better? Nobody. It's just not like, it's not the Toronto that I remember. Updating our top stories, a woman is dead and another was seriously injured following a stabbing at High Park subway station. It happened just after two this afternoon and police have a man in custody. One of the frustrating things for homicide investigators is you, you get to a point where there is nobody left to interview. The investigation into a high profile double homicide is approaching the five year mark. Today, a daughter of slain billionaires Barry and Honey Sherman is urging for help in finding the killer just days before the anniversary of her parents' death. If someone knocks on your door asking for a home visit or home inspection, just say no. The Ontario Energy Board is warning homeowners that scammers are impersonating its employees to offer free government rebates, but officials say the deals are not real and the impersonators are trying to get people to sign expensive long-term contracts. On the markets, the loonie gained about a third of a cent to close at 73.61 U.S. Oil slid 55 cents a barrel to 71.46 and the TSX fell four points to close at 19,969. U.S. regulators are su suing to block Microsoft's planned takeover of a video game giant called Activision Blizzard. The Federal Trade Commission says it's concerned Microsoft could suppress competition to its Xbox game consoles and subscription business. Blizzard Activision produces several hit video games, including Overwatch, Call of Duty, and World of Warcraft. Microsoft announced the $69 billion U.S. merger in January. Europe's passport-free travel zone is about to get bigger as member states welcome Croatia into the international agreement. Croatia really has done everything for being in Schengen, and we are sure this message is very positive for all EU citizens. Starting January 1st, Croatia's borders will open to the rest of the Schengen area. That region includes 26 countries where, once someone has entered legally from abroad, border checks aren't in place. Romania and Bulgaria's applications were blocked. Disney Plus has become the latest streaming service to offer an ad-supported subscription tier. Users in the U.S. can now sign up for a cheaper plan if they're willing to sit through advertisements. It's expected to change, or the change make that will take effect in Canada and other countries next year. The decision follows a similar move by Netflix earlier this year. Canada's newest athlete of the year says she's still soaking in her top honor. It does mean a lot. It just uh, makes me uh, want to keep going. I think it just uh, ignites my passion even more. And obviously, those, uh, this is not only a personal award, but I think it's really a, a group effort from uh, day one. Members of the media picked Marie-Philippe Poulain as the 2022 recipient of the Northern Star Award Wednesday. The 31-year-old led Team Canada to a world title and Olympic gold, scoring twice in a 3-2 win over the U.S. Poulain is the first female hockey player to take home the honor. Mitch Marner will look to keep history rolling when the Leafs host L.A. tonight. Here's Marner from distance, loose in front, scores! It's a 20-game point streak for Mitch Marner. The magic continues.
Marner extended his club record point streak to 20 games Tuesday night in Dallas with an assist. The Leafs would go on to win 4 nothing. Puck drop with the Kings is at 7 tonight. Still ahead, a story about an overnight robbery in Hamilton. A slippery thief and an officer who refused to let the suspect and the goods slither away. Stay with us. If you have a fear of snakes, brace yourself. It was a big slithery surprise for police in Hamilton. A python slipping out of a suspect's jacket during an arrest. Our Allison Hurst has the strange tale. This green tree python is back in her cage, recovering. I was pretty shocked when it happened, to be honest. I was just like, why? Just why? It was just after 5 a.m. when the reptile store was broken into. He clearly knew that the snake was around this area, so that's why he came to this door. The serpent was stolen during the smash and grab, but it didn't take long before Hamilton police arrived, arresting a man in his 40s just outside. As the arrest was being effected, a green tree python was coming out of the collar of the individual's jacket. Using her baton, an officer managed to scoop up the snake and return it to the store. You may not know what you're encountering at any given time. All the officers were safe, and that is something that we really want to highlight. You say hi, Missy. She's not poisonous or for sale, but this python is pricey, fetching anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000. She's a show uh, ambassador, so we use her to teach kids or adults or anybody um, about snakes and how uh, amazing these tree pythons are. Ray Delcy um, says the reptile is about 20 years old. She still will live a few more years, but she is on her elderly side. With quite a tale to tell. Allison Hurst, CTV News, Hamilton. To Legoland we go where the gifts are piling up higher than the Legos this hour. Lindsay. Oh, that is for sure, Michelle. A couple more friends to introduce you to. We have a group here from Denny's. Tell us what it is that you've brought for Toy Mountain. We've brought many toys for Toy Mountain. We'd like to say thank you on behalf of Denny's Vaughn for letting us be a part of this and all our team members and guests for donating toys. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Look you. at all those toys over there. That is absolutely fantastic. We also have First Frontier here. Uh, what is it that you brought for Toy Mountain tonight? We brought some toys and a check, and we want to thank our team members. We match their donations, so we have an amazing team that contributed and thank you for having us tonight. Oh, our pleasure. Thank you for being here. More than $5,000. That's unreal. And we have kids VIP, an entire truck load full of toys. Tia, what have you got here? So as kids VIP, we are the largest kids car dealership in Canada. And as such, we have brought some ride on cars, some headsets. We have dolls. We have kids. Toys for girls, this toys is for boys, unisex, everything. Amazing. We are building a toy mountain. Yay! It's been a wonderful night at Legoland and Vaughn. Back to you, Nathan and Michelle. Great to see you. Thanks, Lindsay. Wow. Be sure to join Omar Sachizina tonight at 11 for CTV National News, followed by Zoraida Allman with our next local newscast at 11.30. In the meantime, our coverage continues anytime on CP24 and online at ctvnewstoronto.ca. For Lindsay and all of us at CTV News, thank you for watching and have a good night. Good night.